Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, real good show, back again for episode 53. Justin Morissette with you, as always, and with me, as always, is... Stephen Heck. John Cullen. We didn't find a shitty Canucks player to... No, we're done, do- we're done doing that. Yeah. Oh, that's just over? Well, oh, we're, no, we're, isn't Horvat 53? I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, this so is never mind, good. he's not shitty, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. yeah. Even you like him. I do, yeah. He's <laughs> but a good guy. You just have, like occasional interactions with his girlfriend though so i feel like you would it'd be very awkward with for you if you like tried to engage in beef with him oh yeah that's true not that she would know that or he would know that yeah none of them would know (laughs) she's playing on an actual like regular curling team this year though so i'm assuming i'll see her a lot more often than i did last year last year she just kind of spared for a few teams but this year she's on like a fully committed team, so I'm assuming that yeah, I'll see her around. Well, that's your look at the curling career of Bo Horvat's girlfriend, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. But uh, we're Holly happy to, Donaldson. We're happy to have you back in the fold this week, you just John. Doxed Bo Horvat's girlfriend. I didn't dox her. No, you said her full name. It doesn't matter. She like her, her Instagram is so funny because it's just like a she'll post a picture and then a bunch of people will just comment being like how's Bo or like whatever. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, it's like, it's like middle-aged men that like follow her on Instagram to ask about her boyfriend. <laughs> it's super friggin' weird. I'll see if I can find some good examples while you guys talk about whatever you're Meanwhile, doing. I'll see if I can find her license plate number so we can officially talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She does also, they, they're, they seem to be very good friends with, uh, uh, Lyndon Vay and his, uh, wife. So maybe we can get some, well, he's in, uh, he's in old, Calgary uh, now. On the yeah. old trial. Yeah. Well, the trial's over. We, and I don't think I we've ever true. talked about this on the show because it seemed like a really weird thing that wasn't that funny. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, for, if you don't know, and if you're an American listener, you probably don't. Lyndon Vay, former Vancouver Canuck, his father was in court uh, with his mistress over the course of the last little while. And he was found guilty of conspiracy to murder their respective spouses. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> he oh. didn't act, it was a conspiracy. Yeah. Super he didn't fun. actually go through yeah. with it. Yeah. But they, they lived in like a super small town of like 600 people. So why don't you just move? Or just do it. <laughs> you don't have to, why are you doing all this planning? You live in a town with like 20 people. I guess so, yeah. Like, but like, you know, not that if you live in a large city that that's a good reason to murder your spouse. I think if you live in a bigger city, you have to plan it. Well, actually, no, maybe not. If you're in a small city, you probably have to plan more. Well, they were going to like burn down the house to kill her husband. Yeah. And he was going to like poison his wife or something like that. Yeah. Uh, regardless, this is not funny. So let's talk about something well, else. But they didn't do it. Uh, yes. So they, it's okay. They just to... planned to and yeah. were found guilty of meaning to. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't actually They happen. meant to get around to it. Yeah. But they didn't. They were lazy. Yes. John, did you find what you were looking for? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a picture of <laughs> there was a picture of her horse that had recently passed away. She does like professional horse riding, and so it was like this long paragraph about her horse that had died, and then someone wrote about Bo underneath. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then there was another picture of just her and Bo, and every like all her friends are like, "Whoa, so pretty, Holly!" You're like, "Oh, you guys are so cute." Then one person just like the future captain of the Vancouver Canucks, Bo Horvat, <laughs> in all capital letters. I was hoping it would be R.I.P. Your horse, yeah. something with the Bo picture. Yeah, <laughs> that would get really annoying after a while. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Just trying to have like a normal Instagram feed. Yeah, I mean, I guess she could lock it if she like really wanted to. Yeah, and she doesn't. Yeah, so I guess there's that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I feel bad for her. definitely like whenever she posts a pic, I'm pretty sure she goes through and like deletes a lot of them because like when she just posts one, it's you, just it's just like the first like three comments or yeah. like something. Horvat, about Horvat, Horvat. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I feel bad for her, but she's a very like lovely lady, and Bo seems like a great guy and a quality curler. By very all good, accounts. very good curler. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, you were gone last week. I was gone. It was sad, uh, but you're back now. I'm back like a heart attack. Uh, how was your trip to the uh, you know Toronto? Yeah, Ontario. Uh, it was good. It the was mother fun. province. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was fine. It was so hot. Like it's so hot there all the time. Humidity. Yeah. It's the primary culprit. It's miserable. Like, I, I remember one day I had a shower, and then I had to walk for, like, 10 minutes to the bus, and then I was, I might as well have never had a shower. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it was, like, like it's just it's so horrible. You just sweat instantly. Yeah, so that kind of sucked, but my shows were fun. I went to a Jays game. They won, so that was fun. Uh, and, yeah, just getting to see friends and family in Toronto was a good time. I mean, it was no being in Vancouver with you guys, but... Uh, <laughs> But it was fun, yeah. I looked at the weather because I'm going to Philly next week. Right. And it's like 37 degrees every day. Oh, man. It's so, yeah. That's insane. I don't, like this. Like 25 degrees is hot. Yeah. Here. Oh, for sure. The temperature swings are so crazy, too. Like, it'll be like plus 35 in the summer, but then like minus 35 in the winter. Why would anyone live back there? I have no idea. This is all Celsius, Americans, in case you're like, that's freezing cold. What are you talking about? Yeah, 37 Celsius is really, really hot. Yeah, that's like 100. About about 100 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And then minus 30 would be like zero Fahrenheit. Yeah. Or so, something like that. This is the show where we guess at temperature. Hey, don't worry about it. My Fahrenheit knowledge is very high. <laughs> but uh, you made a guest appearance on Sportsfeld, which was I did. very, yeah, that very was really funny. Fun. Yeah, it was nice to be uh, h- hanging around with those guys. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I-, I have to be honest. I expected them to be better like at it than they were. But like, <laughs> I was clearly the star of the episode. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like overall, it was fine. No, I'm just kidding. They were great guys. I actually got to hang out with Zoobs and uh, his girlfriend a little more throughout the week. Both really nice people. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Jake's hilarious. And, yeah, we had a good and time. And you said it was nice to feel appreciated on a podcast for once, which <laughs> hurts my heart, I'm going to be honest. I did not <laughs> enjoy hearing that from you. But well, uh, if that's how you really feel, well. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> South Beach, Toronto. I mean, you you heard the podcast. Zoobs made mention of of me moving to Toronto and being a permanent host on their podcast multiple times. That's true. He did. So, and I'm here. There'd have to be a trade, though. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. It's I'm, not just like a. Well, we tried to get to Vang because he came for the right. uh, for the Toronto Voyagers yeah. Cup. I yeah, think yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toronto FC versus Vancouver Whitecaps FC, and uh, he had to catch a flight to go back to Toronto bef- right before we recorded. So yeah. Unfortunate that that couldn't happen because that would have been a great uh, East Coast West Coast podcast swap. Yeah, if we'd made for sure. that happen in the same week. But hopefully next time, Devang. Yeah. We're still 
the doors are open to you. Oh, for sure. And any of those guys, I know Zoobs was saying that him and Melissa are planning on coming out. So we could have both of them on the podcast. Yeah, she's girlfriend. also a baseball reporter. Yeah, Melissa Kudo. She writes for the Canadian Press. And uh, she, yeah, she's like mo- like a lot of Jays, but she does all the sports for them. And yeah, very nice, uh, very nice lady. So open door policy then? Open door policy for all of Sportsfeld. Yeah, we, but we had a good time. I think... Um, uh, from from all from everything that I know, it was the most downloaded and most popular episode they've ever had. Oh, so really? I don't know if that's true, but I'm <laughs> guessing because I was very good on it. <laughs> um, but uh, you also ran into a former guest on this show because I when did. you came home from yep. uh, the East Coast, well, it's not really the East Coast. It's yeah, kind of the, the central mid East. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when uh, I came back from the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe you ran into Jesse Farrar here. I did. Uh, rooting through your garbage like a <laughs> raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's no wonder that he is so large. <laughs> he's not only eating his own meal, but he's eating the stuff that I didn't eat from my He's uh, He's on a diet right now, though. I'm very oh, I'm proud of him. He's, he's he's working out. And That's he's, awesome. And he's got like a handlebar mustache, too. I've seen it. He also has a very intensive exercise regimen where he's just walking up and down his own fucking enormous driveway all day. <laughs> so He does yeah. have, for those of you who don't know... <laughs> Jesse has a really big driveway. Does five laps of his own driveway. It takes about seven hours. Well, he's got to sprinkle all the grass clippings on it, right? <laughs> is he so. on a, like, does he live on a farm or what is he? Why is he the driveway lives in, so like, long? a very nice house in, oh, okay. uh, in Nashville. Yeah. Is he yeah. rich? Yeah, I guess. Why? Yeah, he's, he's like a, bil- a billionaire. PK moving is, in next oh, door. he's a billionaire. Okay. Yeah, he's like a tech billionaire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. He invented a very popular app. Called Pokemon Go. Oh Maybe wow! Oh, he's that doing was, really well. That was Jesse. Oh, so he runs Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. That. Niantic. He's uh, no, he he runs Nintendo too. Oh really? He's a seventy-five-year-old Japanese man. <laughs> nice. You wouldn't know it. To no, look you at wouldn't. Him. Yeah, you'd think he was just an out of shape thirty-year-old white man. But you know, that's the the thing about like <laughs> Asians like that. They just don't age in a conventional way. Mm-hmm. They stay young forever. Or yeah, white with a handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The mustache is a—it's a bit much. Yeah, he's living his life out there. You know I what can you so. say? Yeah. But you performed at Pemberton last week. I did a Pemberton Music Festival, yes. which uh, I mean, you know, it wasn't really that big of an accomplishment. I mean, it was just a local comedian getting five minutes at a local festival, so it wasn't really like a big—it wasn't like a big accomplishment. We've for me. all done it. Yeah, everyone. I has. did it the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Stefan did it in two thousand eight. Like, yeah. You know. when, when the festival didn't <laughs> exist. Yeah, I was just up there in like a dirt, <laughs> dirt that was, patch. Yeah. I think that was the first year of it. No, oh, eight? No, because yeah. it got uh, didn't it get taken away for like three years or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the but first year was oh, such yeah, a I guess shit you're show. Right, yeah. Oh wait, was the first one? Was it? Okay, it and just doesn't Tom feel Petty, like it was Nine that Inch long Nails, ago. Jay-Z. And Coldplay and Jay Z. Oh, okay, it just doesn't feel like it was that long ago because they took that long break. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's only been like f- four, four of them. or five. Yeah, yeah. But yes, because didn't they did they take like one other like year off also? For I don't some know. Reason, the I first think? one was a disaster, and yeah. I have not been back since. But oh, did you go to that first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because like Pemberton is a very small town. Yes, it probably is. has the population of our listenership, <laughs> and uh, sounds like a pretty big town. To me, <laughs> like it could not handle that influx of car traffic. The police no. were oh, trying yeah. to guide. Like it just wasn't planned out at cars all. Cars into town, yeah. and like even the buses holding the talent that were flying in couldn't get to the venue in time for their sets. Like I'm pretty sure NERD did a 15 minute set because they just couldn't get there. 
See, this one says it's only the Wikipedia says it's only been going since 2014. That's the new one. But that's the new. What was I guess the first one? It called? was just called Pemberton, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I looked at. Pemberton Music Festival had to be 2007 or 2000. Yeah, Pemberton Festival Jump to 2008. The festival's okay. inaugural. Oh, year. perfect. There yeah, you nice. Regardless, I, I I figured it was around then. I just wasn't sure. You opened, um, but yeah. So I I did uh, I did a spot on the festival. Uh, which was really fun. Uh, the earlier thing I was saying was just a joke in reference to a Twitter fight I had with an idiot. Um, but the uh, yeah, they were selected. They did a couple BC comedy showcases, so they just selected uh, three comics from Vancouver to go up and perform on on Thursday of the festival. So went up and did that, and I think we can all agree that comedy is uh, is best served at five thirty in the afternoon outdoors uh, when you can hear the bleed from two other music stages <laughs> while you're on stage. I think we can agree that's the perfect which uh, yeah. which bands were playing. See, people have asked that, and I honestly can't remember. I want to say it was Keys and Crates that were playing when I was on, but I could be totally wrong. Also, I don't care. <laughs> and then uh but yeah and then i i was able to uh arkells were playing a little after my set uh so i hung out with past guest max uh from the arkells uh he was lovely treated me like an old friend he's just a nice genuine man and uh so yeah so we hung out a little bit right before they went on stage i watched the show from side stage and uh, then I hung out with them and the L wins after the show. And then we went and watched Snoop Dogg from the side of the stage, which was pretty hilarious. <laughs> now, you famously uh, do not partake in the rock and roll lifestyle. That's very true, yes. So what is hanging out backstage at a music festival like? Well, for so you? this one was pretty sweet because they had like a, the, they called it the Artist Village. And it was in like a grove of trees. So the, the catering was unbelievable. They had like a pop-up restaurant. Uh, that had like everything you could imagine. Like if you were at the festival all four days, you could have eaten something different for dinner every night from this catering place. They had like oysters, tacos, pizza, sandwiches, southern barbecue, uh, fish, ice cream, coffee, like everything you can imagine they had it in there and it was all really good. So that was awesome. And then for the bands, they had them in yurts. So they had like a bunch of uh, yurts. I love that word. Yeah, it's a great word. So they had yurts all set up and then the bands, like that's where they chilled. So Arkells invited you back to their yurt. That's right. So I was inside the Arkells yurt. (laughs) Um, We've all been there. Yeah, we have been. And uh, they had, oh, and the Stefan was there in 2008. Yes, you know, yeah, you were yurting. Um, yeah, it was great. Yurting Uh, or yurting? Yurting. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Did Nine Inch Nails play their famous hit, yurt? Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) uh yeah so anyway i i got to uh hang out and uh it was fun it was it was a good time yeah snoop dogg was really funny he doesn't know the lyrics to any of his own songs so i learned (laughs) that he he has monitors on stage and he just reads the lyrics to his songs he's doing karaoke he's doing karaoke of his own songs (laughs) there were like a couple songs that he knew the words to like it was all old songs like gin and juice and lottie Dottie and um what's my name he knew like all of the lyrics to those but like all of his new songs no no chance so yeah he just had them scrolling and it was so funny because when you're back like because i was kind of standing behind him on the stage so i was basically had the same vantage point that he did and it's so funny because he had three monitors on the stage like one on the left side one in the middle and one on the right side and so he would come over and stand there and people in the crowd were acting like Oh man, he's, he's over on he's our side. Yeah, us. like he loves us. And no, he was just trying to get closer to the monitor so he could read it. <laughs> 
So it was just hilarious. Like there was this girl that kept flashing him and he was like 100% not even looking at her. Like there was one song where he stood directly in front of the monitor for almost the entire song. Because I think some songs like he knew some of the words, but then some of them he didn't know. So he would kind of like wander around, sing the words that he knew and then kind of go over to a monitor and then sing the ones he didn't know and then kind of what like that song he definitely did not I maybe didn't even remember that he recorded it I have no idea but he was yeah he was just like standing there and yeah this girl was like flashing him and was like woo and I could even see like his eyes like he was clearly not even looking at the crowd but well, the whole side of that area was like yeah Snoop Dogg loves us <laughs> Um, I just want to say on the Pemberton wiki page, this is the best line there. On January 8, 2009, Live Nation officially announced the cancellation of the 2009 event and instead was going to focus on the planning of the 2010 comeback. On January 19, 2010, Live Nation announced the cancellation of the 2010 event. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. See, I think like they got it figured out in terms of the traffic and stuff like I had no issue getting up there. Okay. So they've got it down to a science now but it just took them like five years to plan it in the interim basically before they felt comfortable bringing it back um but that that's cool i assume that you and max obviously just talked about the show and what a great time oh yeah absolutely yeah it was pretty awesome that's all he wanted to talk about which was super weird Um, (laughs) but uh yeah no he said they're um he's thinking that they're going to be back here in the new year and, uh, touring he, their new record, which comes out next month. Yep, Morning Report. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he said that he would be happy to be back on the show again. Well, I look forward to yeah. the return of the Max. <laughs> oh my God, you've been waiting to break that <laughs> one out for a while. For, <laughs> for weeks. And Stefan, of course, this is a very busy and important time for you also. Yeah. Because the Republican National Convention started today. Which means it's meme season, baby. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we have to just kind of... It's like jokes that I'll be making on my own account, but I'm doing it on uh, like a verified account. Like, not mine. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I liked your Die Hard with a Vengeance sandwich board joke. Oh, I was pretty happy with that one. I thought that was pretty good. And then the video today of the guy... Uh, who's like the head of the Young Republicans, who's like 39 years old and has two kids, <laughs> and he like couldn't say the name of his own website. It's like young, it's like, why? I'll, I can play it. This November, I asked my fellow young Americans across the country to stand with us. Visit yrnf.org and die. And we will make America. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the wrong website. It's not .org. It's .gop. So if you go to .org, it's not actually a website. So he also <clears> just <throat> gave the wrong website, too. And was very confused about how. Well, he's, yeah, he's like 60 years old. Yeah. And he's the head of the Young Republicans. The, my other favorite thing was, like, the super white dude who's like, we're the party of, uh, like, diversity and, uh, and youth. And uh, everyone starts applauding, and it cuts to the crowd, and everyone's like 85 years old and like, super <laughs> white. <laughs> but you're heading to the convention, are you not? Uh, to the Democratic one. Oh, to I think if we went to the RNC, we would get murdered. Probably. Like, I'm 100% sure. And, I, I would and when say is the Democratic National That's convention. next week. Okay, it starts so, on Monday. So you will not be here for we'll next not be week's here. program. No, I'm leaving Neither Saturday. will I. You'll be uh, just for laughs, yeah. right? So Just for funnies is yeah. actually <laughs> what it's... Uh, just for goofs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be at Just for Laughs. Uh, so I'll week. have to figure something out with the program. Yeah, well, well, I mean, maybe we'll do an episode before Stefan and I leave, or yeah. maybe we won't. Yeah, we'll no see. one really knows. We'll see. But 
Um, I guess we could thank people who are supporting the show. Yeah, that's right always now. a good idea. That's a good thing thank to do. Thank you. I haven't been around for a while, so might as well get my thank you on. Um, there's a couple ways that people can support the program. They yeah. can simply tell people that they enjoy it. That's a good way to do it. You, yeah. you can lie. Just, you don't have to be telling yeah, the truth. Yeah, 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 exactly. Spread the word. Even through, if you hate it, tell someone you enjoy it. That's through, a, through word of mouth, that yeah. always helps the program. Absolutely. Uh, you can also head online to the iTunes store and leave a review if you rate and review the program. It uh, gives us a boost in the iTunes algorithms, keeps us on the charts, or prominent in the what's hot section anyways. That's right, and we're definitely hot. Yeah, and we uh, <laughs> like to take a peek at the people who leave those reviews in a segment that we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. Disappointed! This is awesome! Worst episode ever. This week's review comes to us from Raider Ricks, who writes, Bring back the illegal pie bit. I donated money on Patreon, and they immediately related my name to a baseball player best known for saying athletic support cups don't fit him and who still uses an English translator after 15 years in the league. (laughs) Every penny is worth it. The show never fails to make me laugh, and the hosts have the perfect balance of chemistry to further push the point home that sports are the worst thing I spend my emotions on that yields happiness literally .001% of the time. Stefan is hilarious, John plays the cynical jerk just far enough to be likable and endearing, and Justin is the glue and heart of the show who brings the energy I've come to love and expect from this weekly treat. Five stars. So thank you, very kind. Yeah, I feel like that's like the nicest review we've ever had, even though I got called a jerk in it. (laughs) That was like he's not wrong. The perfect summary of the program, and then very sincere compliments to each one of us. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you to whoever that was. Who was that? Um, You said his name like five times. Yeah, I don't don't remember it. Who did we compare him to? Uh, Juan yeah, no, Uribe. Yeah, oh, Uribe. Yeah, so his name is Uribe? Uh, it might be. I Does think Troy that's Brower play possible. baseball? No, it's no. not about Troy Brower, but... But that was definitely on the same... Yeah, it was around the same varicose time. Varicose vein. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think dicks have varicose veins? <laughs> Do you know what varicose <laughs> veins are? <laughs> Maybe his enormous ball sack. Who knows? I don't, uh, I don't <laughs> think he knows what varicose veins are. <laughs> That'd be really weird if your balls had varicose veins. I would veins. not be... Or you're okay dead. with that at all? <laughs> no, that would. That's time to retire. Then I'd just kill myself. <laughs> Although I guess it's like it'd be, be kind of cool if your own dick was ribbed for her pleasure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you like those uh, Magnum chocolate ads that are just obviously oh, trying yeah, to capitalize the, the Haagen-Dazs on ones? No, it's it's like Magnum. Is that Haagen-Dazs? Yeah, I think it's ha- it's the Haagen-Dazs ice cream bar. Oh, is Magnum like, by Hagen does? Yeah. Know. Anyway, and but it's, like it's double your pleasure. First of all, it's called Magnum. Yeah, and then it, it's talk, it talks about pleasure and like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're tr- they're, it's, they're basically saying like come eat this cock. Yeah, but it's ice cream. Oh man, I'd I kind of want one. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be super gay if if cock was ice cream. <laughs> I would be as gay as it comes. <laughs> uh, there's there's a few other ways that people can help the program. Yes, and this is the first time that someone has chosen to do it this way. Uh, we've talked about before that my own personal mailing address is listed on our we website. We have talked about it before. It's <laughs> so shocking you, that you have not been doxxed. So you can come, uh, you know, mail me some anthrax or murder me with a high-powered rifle. But this might be anthrax that you, you have right now. I know, but, yeah. I'm but the, of course, we've talked quite a bit over the last few episodes about the show celebrating a one-year anniversary. That's right. 
Because we couldn't decide when it was. Weeks. We've celebrated it over the last like five episodes. 52 weeks of real good show. Uh, and 52 episodes also. That's right. Uh, and somebody sent us an anniversary present. Yeah. In fact, it's the reigning 2015 real good show listener of the year. Gunning for the 2016 listener of the year title as well. Because year key 21, everyone's favorite Finnish remixer of... <laughs> <laughs> clips of the week. Yeah, every, he's definitely my favorite Finnish <laughs> remixer. Um, sent us a gift in the mail. I've had this in my home for a long time, but I chose not to open it yeah. so that we could all find out what's in the Well, bag. in case it's a bomb. You yeah, kill yeah, that's probably a good together. idea. We should all die at once. Yeah, so... You have the equipment. So, so. year key 21. It says it's from Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah, back. who knows what he mailed us, but uh, <laughs> we'll find out in just a second. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what is this? Uh, <laughs> it very well could be a bomb. There's something in here that is wrapped in a protective sheet. <laughs> it plugs some into something. Oh, my God. What is There's this? There's a plug coming out of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is this? This is uh oh my god, it looks like a neon What? What? <laughs> <of some kind. laughs> it, and it's, this is the best thing I've ever it's seen. The three of us. <laughs> it's it's the real good show image. <laughs> It says, keep calm and real good show on. It lights up, it's too. The, it's a neon light, very similar to the chive neon light that That's is in that the pizza Panaconda place. and <laughs> Thorpe's local yeah, pizza I think Yerky just won Listener yeah. of the Year for the next, like, five years. This is, oh, my God. This is amazing. So I'm going to plug this in. How do you even get in. this made? What the fuck? I think he got it made in Hong Kong. I, can, I know that, but, oh, my God. This is so... So yeah, this is like a glass kind of etching, and it's got our photo on it. We will post photos. Our, yeah, we we'll should post, post a photo photos. of it right now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna take a picture we'll up of you the, holding uh, it when it's lit up. When Justin. it's lit up, yeah, that's so funny. That's the oh fucking my funniest my thing I've ever seen. My cheeks are from laughing. Yeah. At that. <laughs> so thank you so much, <laughs> yeah, Yerky. Thanks, Yerky. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thank you to everybody who sent us nice messages when we celebrated one year. Also, saying yep. that it's been a treat to listen to the show. Yeah, thank you to the day laborer in Hong Kong who made this. <laughs> it's been a treat to make it. Also, yeah. so thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see if I can plug this in without falling over. Do you want me to hold the back? Of the well, just don't power just bar. drop the thing. Yeah, I'll put it down. There you go. Yeah. Stefan's plugging. It oh in. my God! It's green. It's glowing. <laughs> we, we have our own neon sign. This is the craziest. Uh, hold it down a little bit. So yeah, there you go. Perfect. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. What a wonderful <laughs> gift. Here, hold it in front of you, Justin. Yeah, there you go. That's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh so my uh, God. I can't. I don't even know what to say. This is hilarious. This is who one gets of the best to, who gets to I've keep it? Got. I don't. I don't. Is I, it going to be like the Stanley Cup where we just kind of all have our day with yeah, it? I yeah, I guess so. That's I, so funny. Just that's take the, turns hanging it in our respective yeah, apartments. We do have a chain to hang it up with. Well, clearly right we're bringing too. this to uh, the live the show. The live show. Good yes. segue by Stefan. Yeah, which I guess we can talk Great about segue. now. Great segue. We're going to hold it for plugs later That's on, okay. but we'll Stefan just... just ruined it. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah whatever. Great segue. He's a good segue <laughs> ruiner. Ah. That actually is kind of your bit. <laughs> it is. You've done like four or five like way too early segues. Well, we can we can plug it later, too. Or I'll do a great segue, and then you'll be like, oh, hang on, I have something else to talk about yeah. for five minutes. Well, because I want you to do the segue again, because I like the Are segue Are you tweeting so this much. from the Real Good Show account or from your own account? I'll tweet it from the Real Good Show account, okay. and then... 
then uh, retweet it from my, my account. For okay. We also have some people exposure. to thank this week for donating to the program yeah, on let's Patreon. Do that too. Did they donate us another neon sign? Just like Raider Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for these people because I don't care. <laughs> we should about have gone them. with them first. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> this is like if Elvis Presley opened for you. This is like that scene in Walk Hard. <laughs> yes. Which is a great movie. It is. It's, it's a very good movie. It's it's. Let's it's very let's just good. watch that movie right now. Uh, we have <laughs> a lot of people to thank because we haven't done Patreon thank yous in a few weeks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> held off from doing it last week so that we could uh, thank these people with you here also, John. AKA you forgot. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adam Kozij is a donor. Adam Kozij. Can you spell which that? I hope I said right. It's K O Z I J Kozij. K O Z I J. Is it just cozy? Cozy. The J, the J is, is silent. Yeah, maybe. I think yeah. a lot of those things could be silent. Um, Not the, the Z. Cozy. Any. With, yeah, could. I don't know. That could well, be if like. The Z is silent. Then it's coige. It could be coige. Yeah, maybe. Koji. Co- yeah. Cozy. Or Cozyge. Cozyge. I don't know. Anyway, well, but, I'm sure we'll hear. Yeah, we'll, he'll let us know. Yeah, let but us know. Adam, thank you. He's also <laughs> a, a relatively active uh, participant and contributor to our Facebook group. Oh, so. excellent. Yeah, if you haven't joined that yet, we have a good time. Yeah, I still am amazed at how often posts it, are in it. Yeah. It's like five <laughs> posts a day. Uh, Eric Price also decided to become a donor. Thank you, Eric Price. So, thank you, Eric, for being the price who pays. We appreciate that. Nice. Um, James Monteith pledged enough to join next year's Spiza Memorial. Wow. Excellent. So James, did he change him. his name to name himself after your cat? Uh, no. Did he change, change his name to uh, honor the late, great Corey Monteith? I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Is that who you named your cat after? No. Corey Monteith? No, You're I named such my a Glee cat, fan? I named my cat after Monty Python. Uh, oh, the but it's a cat. Sketch Python is a snake. Yes. So that's well. It was the only name that Carrie and I could both. Yeah, be but happy it, but about. Python is a snake. Can you though. just call him Python? Like uh, I could see if the group was called. But Monty he's like a Cheshire. Ju- he's like a jumper, so he could join the flying circus. So. Uh, right? Yeah, except uh, that huge foot came down and stomped him and <laughs> <laughs> broke his wrist. Yeah, that's true. His cat wrist. This is true. Cats cat, have wrists. Cat, uh, his femur. Yeah, it's a wrist. Jeremy Cacall. Ah, oh, beef target answered the Cacall to be uh, rat one turd. of our donors. Rat piss turd. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, speaking one of, of our famous. Speaking Sarkelian of Max moments. Kerman. Yeah. Rat turd pissed. Oh, I didn't bring that up with Max. I should have. To- the latest totally donor to the program and uh, a gentleman who could be in the running. Right up there with Yerky21 for a real good show, 2016 Listener of the Year. Just send us a custom neon sign. Tom yeah. Hanna uh, yeah. decided to up his pledge. Wow. Tom, He's really it. gunning for it. It's almost like he knew that Yerky sent us a neon sign. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that neon it's sign. It's so funny. It's the greatest thing. We have to have it every time we record. Justin, you'll just have to put that in your bag and we'll hang it up on the wall every time we record. I love it. I love it so much. That is so funny. <laughs> Justin, you look like a Sasquatch. I know. And I like it's that amazing. Stefan and I are wearing sunglasses <laughs> in the in this version of the picture. We look cooler, I think. Yeah. yeah. Much yeah, cooler. Yeah, Justin, I, I have to admit this etching does lend further credence to the you are Action Bronson. Yeah. Like, I feel like if there was an etching of Action Bronson, that would look also look like well, that. Well, it doesn't help that Stefan's body just kind of blends yeah, into yeah. mine. Yeah. So that well, we're like, we look like we're all sharing your body. <laughs> You know what it looks like? It looks like a couch with our heads on the top. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I just tweeted out the picture, too. I'll post so. it in the uh, Facebook group. That's the best thing I've... I, yeah, but anyway, not to diminish all the other... Oh, no, those exactly. contributors. Yeah, the donors. Yeah, Thank we're you so, so much. happy to have those people on board. And of course, Stephanie alluded to a live show earlier. 
a uh, number of yeah, those donors. Sorry, I guess if I wasn't they, supposed if to. If they come to the program, uh, that will be recorded uh, at a live event in the month of September, uh, they get free entry if they are donating at a certain level. And a That's lot right. of them are. So, yeah. um, Can't wait. Look forward to that, and we'll talk about that a little more at the end of the program. Uh, but that will do it for the way people can help the show. Now let's... Do the show itself. Let's have a weekly segment where people send us neon signs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, and there's not a lot of sports stuff to discuss this week. We're kind of in the the doldrums of summer at the moment. There was literally a day where there was like actually no sports news. Um, and uh, the, the sports news was brutal. that is going on right now is not really uh, our avenue of sports discussion. Brock Lesnar testing positive for... Whatever he happened to test positive for. <clears throat> yeah, they still haven't really said. Yeah. Um, and you would think that the second sample is being tested and should probably, the results from that should be out at some point. Yeah. Which if you're Brock Lesnar, you're probably an idiot if, you, <laughs> if you're going to, like he was tested more than anyone in the lead up to that fight and didn't ping until like two weeks before. So it doesn't really make sense that he would intentionally do anything like that. Yeah, because like you 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 wouldn't have time to see results from it, and you're fully aware that you're being tested like literally once a week. Unless he's just taking steroids all the time, which is possible. He yeah. looks like a golem. Yeah, <laughs> so. a, go- a golem. Sorry, golem is uh, <laughs> like my size. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is a giant pile of meat walking around. Oh, he's the huge. He's yeah. He's so scary. He's very big. Does he's he have that like sword tattooed on yeah, his? Yes. Uh, yeah, dagger. It's like the hilt of a sword. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. But uh, beyond that, of course, the other MMA news was Cyborg got his head caved in. Literally, his head is caved in. But here's the thing. You guys didn't. Oh, sorry. I stole your line there. Uh, it's okay. But here's, here's, the, the, here's thing. the thing. It's been yeah. a while since Sean used it. Yeah, uh, so. I'm kind of off of it. It's been a while. There, okay. Just anyway. a while. Sorry. Uh, should be illegal. Um, <laughs> well, the, except for on 314. Well, of course, obviously. Yeah, yeah that's, that's unspoken. Revisiting I, all I guess favorites. next year yeah. for 314, we'd have to go out for pie. kind of do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you guys didn't see it. Record you, from a pie shop. You told me about the whole head cave-in thing, and I was like aware of it. And then I, I was like, well, did you see what the guy did after he caved his head in? And... Uh, the MMA fighter who caved his head in, caved the other guy's head in, went to the side after caving the guy's head in, and grabbed uh, like an Ash Ketchum hat and put it on, and then rolled a Pokeball at the guy who was like dying. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, he didn't know at the time that he'd caved his head in. Yeah, yeah. He just knew he'd knocked so him out. So what, like yeah. with a ca- caved-in skull, Justin, you're our resident Pokemon Go expert. What's the Pokemon pun that best fits there for a caved-in skull. For caved-in skull. Yeah, like is there a... There's like a there's a Pokemon that has like a skeleton helmet on top oh, of it. Oh, Cubone. Yeah, Cubone. That's so. uh, it's 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 mom's skull actually. Really? Yeah. That's it's a little morbid, but terrifying. It's true. Yeah. Who's mom? Cubone's. Cubone. Oh, Cubone's mother died. Oh, mother's gotcha. skull. Oh, I see. Well, I think in the in the mm-hmm. game it was just like one of them. Right. But I guess the implication is that the. Like I was looking more for like a name. Like, is there like a Pokemon that's called like Cave of Cave of Not really. Chew? Not really. Head Cave. Head. Yeah. Head. Head. Header. I was just thinking of I'm head. It up. Head smashed in Buffalo Jump. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the, a good the Alberta one too. Alberta landmark where they <laughs> sent all the buffalo off the cliff and then collected their bodies at the bottom. 
Hunting. <laughs> hunting. Everybody likes to hunt. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but we could talk about, of course, what is probably our clip of the week and our loonies, toonies, and clipperoonies. It's a double one. It's a double. It's double a double whammy. header. It's probably the funniest thing that has happened in sports in a very long time. Well, it's almost like we have clips after it, too, yes. related to it. Yes. Because the person involved in the clip is fucking insane. Which you've probably heard at this point. Yeah, uh, I think I would think so at this point. Uh, yeah. The tenors, of course. Everybody's favorite pop opera group were performing the Canadian National Anthem at the MLB All-Star Game last week when one of the tenors decided to go rogue. As a lone wolf. (laughs) The lone wolf tenor acted alone by changing the words to the national anthem to include all lives matter in the eyes of the great. Sure. I thought he still said brave, didn't he? I think it's the great. It was kind of hard to... And then he also held up the sign. Yes, but we will find out in just a moment uh, when we hear his little rendition of O Canada. It is to the great. All yeah. lives matter to the great. What does that even mean? He doesn't, he's he talking doesn't about know. God? Yeah. Maybe. So too, yeah. yeah. Probably. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's talking he about. He is also an insane person. As yeah. It quickly quite clearly. Apparent. Well, I thought this guy was, first of all, I want to say, His I name. want to apologize. I thought, I thought this guy was French Canadian because he's a Canadian tenor. Right. He's from Boston, apparently. His name is Remigio Pereira. Yeah, but that sounds like So super how is he a Canadian tenor if he's from well, Boston? Well, he's a tenor. He was born in Boston, moved to Ottawa. Yeah. Oh, I see. But does, he seems super friendly. He seems like he someone seems who's like super into the circus and like one of those, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, remember uh, a few years back, there was that sex cult, like the Raelians? Yes. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a Raelian. A sex cult? Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, you missed the boat, the, I guess. The Raelians? The, the, the sex cult? cult? Yeah, it's good times. I'll, I'll, you, I'll do a little... explain? I'll yeah. do a dive here for the Wikipedia. Also, uh, I think if he was going to be a Pokemon, he would either be Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan, because <laughs> he got hit in the skull. Either that or Slowbro, because <laughs> he probably has fragments of his own skull inside his brain. <laughs> Uh, Raelism is a UFO religion that was founded in 1974 by Claude Varilhon, now known as Rail. Uh, the Raelian movement teaches that life on Earth was specifically created by a species of extraterrestrials, which they call the Elohim. Uh, where's the sex part? There's a sex part in here, I'm pretty sure. There's a sex part? That's, that was me when I was 12, uh, watching movies after 11. There we go. There's a sex part. I know there is. Sensuality and pleasure. It's on showcase after midnight. Yeah, I know there's a sex part. <laughs> oh, well, they want to teach kids how to like have good sex, not just like about sex. Oh, so they like, want to teach kids how to like fuck good. Oh, yeah. that's the ma- the primary tenet of their cult. Well, it's one of the tenets. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember there was it was in Quebec a few years back. Okay. There was this weird sex cult. Well, I'm glad to know more about that. But anyway, I, I thought this guy was French Canadian because he's super weird. Remigio. But he's not. He's, yeah, he's not French Canadian because uh, it seems like such a French Canadian thing to do. He believes all lives matter. You're in a tenor group. He believes that the Earth is flat, so he's a flat Earth. French Canadian. He uh, also believes that uh, naturopaths are being murdered by big pharma because uh, 
they're they're gonna break up their their monopoly on healing people. So they're they're killing the doctors. That sounds like a great premise for a video game. Watch Dogs Two: The Naturopath. <laughs> uh, he also believes that uh, people are holding back the cure for cancer. Well, that's a pretty common one. I think a lot of people believe that's true. And he also believes that there is a link between fluoride in the water supply. And ah, Alzheimer's. He's one of the fluoride nice. people. Yeah. So oh, he's, pro- he's got to be a vaccination he, guy, oh, too. Oh, definitely. Sure. And he's also a chemtrailer. Yeah. So. Oh, well, he also hundo. posted a picture on his Facebook of uh, like a sunset where it kind of looked, like looked like a cloud was behind the sun. And he's like, what do you think about this? Like, maybe the sun is like really close to us or something, <laughs> I guess. Or like ah, small. I don't sure. really know. <laughs> the but, sun uh, came into our atmosphere. And so now there's clouds behind yeah. it. Uh, he also thought that all lives matter was like a very good inclusive thing to say. Right. He didn't know that what he was saying was potentially racist or belittling. Yeah. Which it was super both of those things. (laughs) Um, yeah. And Don Cherry, of course, didn't know that either because he referred to the tenors as left wing weirdos. (laughs) And he, he thought, he thought all lives matter was also a very left wing phrase apparently totally i agree so, uh well did we read the the tweet they sent out afterwards uh no the tenors i've the, got it the right tenors here. put out a statement that included some wonderful phrasing okay uh <laughs> the tenors are deeply sorry for the disrespectful and misguided lack of judgment by one member of the group acting as a lone wolf today during the <laughs> singing of the canadian national anthem at not the, great at the mlb all-star game in san diego the other members of the group are shocked and embarrassed by the actions of Remigio Pereira, who changed the lyrics of our treasured anthem and used this coveted platform to serve his own political views. Our sincere apologies and regrets go out to everybody who witnessed this shameful act, to our fellow Canadians, to Major League Baseball, to our friends, families, fans, and to all those affected. The actions of one member of this group were extremely selfish, and he will not be performing with the tenors until further notice. Uh, my favorite part of this is they call it a misguided lack of judgment, like... There is there like a guided lack of judgment? Yeah. Be like, well, he showed a lack of judgment, but it was, but it was, all, it was like planned serious. out. He clearly like he was, thought about it. Was it was guided. It was yeah. pointed in the right direction. Yeah. So can't fault him for that. I just love the phrase uh, lone wolf tenor and also his shameful act. I like the idea that they think people care about the tenors. <laughs> well, they went on CBC the day after and said that they'd been in a living nightmare having to deal with the social media backlash oh i thought just being in the tenors was a living nightmare. <laughs> here's the uh origins of the term lone wolf the term lone wolf was popularized by white supremacists alex curtis and tom metzger in the 1990s metzger advocated individual or small cell underground activity as opposed to above ground membership organizations envisaging warriors acting alone or in small groups who attack the government or other targets in daily anonymous acts so it's basically what he did I mean, sure, the term lone wolf is used by U.S. law enforcement agencies and the media to refer to individuals undertaking violent acts of terrorism outside a command structure. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of what he did was a terrorist act, I guess. And he defended himself by saying he has black friends, so... Don't we all? He would never make a racist mistake like this. He would never go on national television and blunderingly condescend against Black Lives Matter. No, because he has black friends. Yeah. Like we all do. Uh, He also released a statement 
on his own SoundCloud, which we will oh hear my now. God. Because even more so than the clip this one. of the <laughs> of the uh, the singing of the anthem, this uh, statement that he released. Uh, well, this is the the real the this is the real clip of the week. I like to think this is so funny. Remigio, take it away. This was not a political statement. I don't agree with killing. So if I don't agree with killing, it means that I don't agree with black people dying. I weep when I see videos of a man just trying to sell a CD and he gets killed, murdered. Just like I weep <laughs> if I see a cop get killed because my cousin is a cop. I can't hold it in. And I know that they put their lives on the line every single day for us. He's only weeping because his cousin's a cop. I know, yeah, exactly. Right? My cousin is a cop. Could have been him. No disrespect whatsoever <laughs> to Black Lives Matter because <laughs> black lives do matter. I have a black friend. They most definitely do. Is this like racist ASMR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop it there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> because it's full of pregnant pauses and I cannot uh, continue to play this on Remigio. the program. But uh, I'd just like to think that every time he's like I'm taking here a to long tell you. pause that there's like a, a clapping emoji <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> popping up. In between all of his words there. So, uh, very tortured. Very, uh, very heartfelt. This is so important. Uh, this kind of vibe to that whole so message. important. <laughs> but damage control. I have to tell you. It's damage control, really. Well, it's it's not good at, yeah. at it. Ra- it's not good damage the control. The racist cat is out of the racist bag. We could probably get him on the show. I don't, I don't actually <laughs> think he's racist. He's probably looking for a redemption. Yeah. I don't actually think he's no, racist. No, he's really he's stupid. He's just an idiot. Yeah. He's very stupid. Probably if you sing for a job and you're not that bright, maybe just, just sing. Just maybe just hold off on the whole. I mean, we've had our national anthem for a long time now, and it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, just... Uh, just go with the flow, man. Yeah, yeah there were stick a, with what works. There yeah. were a lot more people who were mad about him just changing the lyrics of the anthem. Yeah, more so than what he it's like said. burning money. You know, it's like it's like against the law almost just to like disrespect your country in such a way. Well, by just changing the words. And I'm, the original national anthem was a very important part of my childhood. So to see it get sullied this way is. I mean, you know, it's ruinous. Yeah, I know. It was a very important part of your childhood, <laughs> for sure. You were about to die, and then all of the nurses sang Oh Canada at one time, and it brought you back to life. Well, you know, we sang it at every assembly in school, so... Yeah. They shouldn't even BC's sing BC's not even... I, we sang it every day at my school. They should, every they sh- day? Yeah, every morning. To start every morning. Every single Jesus. morning announcement. <laughs> they, but, okay, I've said this before. because yeah, people in Ontario actually give a shit about they this They shouldn't even sing it before that, sports games. Like, who oh, cares? Oh, I agree they shouldn't. Why am I... I, don't, I know what country I'm in Yeah. when I go and there. And most of the athletes aren't from whatever yeah, country they're in. It doesn't matter so at stupid. all. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah, when the Raptors come down to play in the States, right? Yeah. There's no, is there a Canadian on the Raptors right now? There's Corey Joseph. Mm, Corey Joseph. Yeah, yeah, so there's one. So they're doing it for him. Yeah. 
Like, because the fans don't get to see it on TV usually anyway. No, exactly. So who gives a shit? Yeah, I just want to watch sports. That's my favorite Simpsons joke of all time is the Dredderick Tatum-Homer Simpson fight. Yeah. When uh, Bruce Buffer's like, and due to popular demand, we've decided to forego the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. It's so true, though. Like, it's the stupidest thing. Or I always when, try and get there uh, after. I, I, when I go to a game, I try and get there after the anthem. When like Bleeding Gums Murphy does the, uh, like, 37-minute yeah. rendition of the, uh, <laughs> of the national anthem. Oh, oh, But it's like showing up to a movie after the trailers, you know? Well, like, trailers are better than anthems. You show up 10 minutes late, so you miss all that shit at the beginning. You miss the commercials, yes. I would say. Yes. Because now, now they have commercials between the trailers. I mean, trailers are technically commercials. Where are you seeing this? At like Scotiabank Theater. Really? Occasionally, yeah. For like the really big name movies, you'll go there and they'll have the commercials. And you'll be like, okay, well, good. The commercials are done. And now we'll do a couple of trailers. Time. And then there's a commercial between the trailers. Insane. It's ridiculous. Well, uh, Remigio. Oh, Remigio. Thank you. I want to thank him for bringing such joy to us during this slow period in sports news. Because <laughs> uh, without him, I don't know that we would have a show today. No, we could talk about Jesse's driveway somewhere. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so thank you to the Lone Wolf Tenor, and uh, thank you for popularizing the phrase Lone Wolf Tenor. Because Lone Wolf Tenor's shameful act is a very fun thing to say out loud. Also sounds like a great band name. <laughs> Just Lone Wolf Tenor. Oh, yes. And their their debut album is called Shameful Act. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lone Wolf Tenor's Shameful Act in stores this Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but moving on from that, I don't think that there's anything more to talk about in the world of sports. Yeah, Roundich lost the Wimbledon final. Uh, you couldn't remember the Wimbledon in the I last episode. I knew what episodes. it was. That was good. Well, barely. And it's only the biggest tennis tournament in the world. But no, you're knew, doing good. I man. knew. That was a bit. That was obviously oh, a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, that was obviously yeah. a bit. Yeah. Stefan, you was were it? in the room. I yeah. don't think it was a bit. I think you forgot what the name of Wimbledon was for a second, legitimately. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure it wasn't like the Australian Open. Yeah, that's I in January, know. dude. I don't pay attention to that shit. Well, you should. Which one's the Quay one? That's the French Open? Yep. Yeah. Big moment for Raonic. That's a good, good step forward. What's in the his one with, uh, with Mario and Yoshi on the court? Uh, Mario Tennis. Oh. Yeah. It's not like an actual event. Mm, I don't know if they have. I think they just call it like the the cup, like it's like the star right. cup. Well, I know depending on who was on, like I think if you put if you have Donkey Kong on the court, the ball bounces more. Well, they um, had different surfaces in that game for sure. Yeah, but I don't know if it was. I don't know. I have have you played it for Wii? I've only played it for like N64. No, the N64 was the only so one worth good. playing. I used yeah. to play Classic. Top Spin. Xbox. Was it good? Oh, that yeah, was a was good one. Really, I know yeah. people really liked tennis games. I've never really found one that I've really loved, aside from Super Tennis for Super Nintendo, which was awesome. I think Topspin was a Sega game, so it was on Dreamcast originally. Right. And then they started making it for That's right. Xbox also, uh, after Dreamcast was a dead system. But it was a very fun game. Yeah, and, it's a good game. Uh, I don't know. I haven't played tennis other than Mario in the longest time. So. Yeah, it's good. Mario Tennis is good times, that's for sure. But uh, Milos... Came up short. Came up short. I mean, Andy Murray played unbelievable, and Milos and, and he's Andy his, Murray. So yeah, he didn't seem to have a serve working that day, and when he doesn't have a serve going, then he has a tough time. So yeah, it was a tough one for him, but uh, but, but he did it was knock fun to watch Federer. in the final. Yep, knocked out Federer, had a good run, and and yeah, I think it'll be good for him moving forward. Yes, and yep. and a nice moment for our country to all pay yeah. attention for to tennis for a couple days. Anyways, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I kind of I like followed along on Twitter. 
Yeah, whatever. That's I good actually enough. watched the. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I yeah. think he'd lost by the time I woke up that morning. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was on at like five a.m. <laughs> I was in Ontario up. at the time, so yeah. I was able to get up at at nine and watch it well, somewhat comfortably. Well, good for you. Thank you. It was good for me. I felt good about it. Uh, but should we just skip ahead to the Twitter mailbag? Yeah, might as well. Sure. Fuck yeah, it. We got some good questions. Yeah, here. let's do it up. We do. We have some good questions. Probably not. No. It's letter time. It's letter time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. Stefan, anything good in the Twitter mailbag this week? Uh, well, we do have a, a... This is a great listener question here. It's from Marlon Phillips. Yep, Marlon the man. And it concerns both Marlon and uh, Tom Hanna. Okay. And the question from Marlon is, who's hotter, me or Tom Hanna? <laughs> now, is he speaking temperature-wise or... Well, what are they, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom lives in Ohio. And Tom lives in Ohio. I would assume so temperature-wise, yeah. I mean, I like Tom's picture on Twitter with him lifting the glasses. It's, uh, it's pretty stylish. Yeah, I think. Or are we just talking about who's hotter in terms of like power rankings? Who's power shooting rankings? up the charts right now? I mean, it's a great question from Marlon, which shoots him up a little bit. Uh, but I think Tom, you know, upped his donation. I mean, obviously, Yerky sent the neon sign. So power rankings wise, he's number one right now. Um, it's tough. I don't know. Marlon's also, Marlon's, got that, like, Marlon's picture has the sun in it on Twitter. Okay. So that's, uh, I'm looking that's pretty here. good. But he also oh, has yeah. the snow, too. Yeah. So... I don't know. Marlon looks like uh, like your server at like a D League restaurant, like the Abbotsford like White Cactus Spot. Club. Yeah. Oh uh, no, Abbotsford Cactus Club is all right, but um, Tom does say uh, he adds on. I can kickflip, and I have a stash of fireworks at my dad's house. Please take this into account. Okay. Well, so that's that kind of pushes good. him over the edge. Well, we'll see which one of them shows up at our live show in September. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I can see Tom flying from Ohio. Yeah, it's possible. Or we could fly there. Yeah, or Marlon could drive down from the loops. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. that could be the deciding factor here because it's neck and neck right now. It's very close. It's it's like neither of them are good looking. So <laughs> it's like, what do you? how do you choose? You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it is it is a tight race, though. I agree. I'm going to give the edge to Tom Hanna at the moment. I'm going to say Marlon, that. Marlon, you're still in it. I'm going to say that I bet Marlon has slept with more women. I don't know if that's an indication of anything, but that's I'm going to put that out there. Oh, I'm sure we'll hear back from Tom. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> but that's that's my guess. So if that's like the barometer of who's hotter, I'm going to say Marlon has slept with more women. Uh, this question comes to us from Taehoon Kim. Okay. Keith Smith. Keith Smith. Writing yep. in to uh, say, just finished up your last episode with Greg Howard. Do you guys remember if similar issues surrounded Jerome McGinley? Um, and I bring this up because I had a couple of people tell me in person and over Twitter over the last week since that episode came out that they don't feel that hockey has any sort of racial issues whatsoever. and that uh, Which is insane. And that PK is just different. It's like... But what is different about him exactly? Yeah, I don't. That, I don't Expand agree with that. on that. He definitely, People, he has more personality than Jerome. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Jerome, I, I think, kind of got off the hook a little bit that way because he played in Canada. So uh, I well, think that so did, has so did PK. I I know, but Montreal does that count? Um, <laughs> 
Jerome, I, yeah, I know it's, that. It's, but it's the way they play. Also, you know what though. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Jer- Jerome was like the prototypical power forward. Like if you were going to teach your kid how to play hockey, you would want him to play like Jerome again. Yeah. Um, and, and PK's a lot played at the right, played the game the right way. Quote yeah, unquote, that's true. Flashier, right? Um, but you know, I'm, I I do remember Aginla still having to deal with uh, probably a fair amount of like, you know, racism. Probably from, when he was younger, for opposing sure, fans. Uh, like not maybe that he had to deal with personally, but you'd read horrible shit about him on like right. message boards from insane people on the internet all the time. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, it doesn't. If you look at his last name, it's not hard to infer what people may have called him on yeah. message boards often. Yes, uh, exactly. So, so there's but, that, yeah. But like, there, I don't think there's a black player in the league that doesn't have to deal with that on some level. No, like, for sure. I mean, Joel Ward, when he eliminated the Boston Bruins <laughs> yeah. when yeah. he was still in Washington, that was probably uh, the... the well, didn't Wayne Simmons have a thing too? When, one of the when he was in Russia, threw, or but something. no, I thought one didn't someone throw a banana at Wayne Wasn't Simmons? That, well, that was in London, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, at like a charity at event. At a charity event, That's and, right. I, and there was definitely a banana throwing incident in Russia, also. But I think that may have involved Kevin Weeks. I want to say it was some. Yeah, that was a while ago. Fred I think. Brathwaite. Might have been. Let's uh, just name all the black players and Anthony, in NHL history. Mike Anthony, Greer, Anthony Stewart, also Anthony Stewart had a, but he went on Twitter. Right. At, during a, the PK trade and talked a lot about kind of the coded racism that he had to deal with from basically like the institution of hockey right. throughout his playing career from coaches and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I talked about last week, you know, it's weird because you, there's nobody that you can find to talk to about these things. Obviously, that's not true from a player perspective. But from an executive perspective, from a power structure perspective, is kind of more what I was talking about. And also, when I said that there were no black star players, I was talking about currently, not all time, because obviously Grant Fuhrer and Jerome Ginla and people like that are massively successful. So For sure. Just clarifying some things from last week that yep. maybe were... Uh, <laughs> I was, it was an emotional conversation. It was. There was a lot of oh, good, yeah. things going on. I enjoyed listening to it, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, somebody wrote on the... On the Facebook group that, like, Jerome Aginla is the OJ of hockey for transcending race. And I don't right. think that that's something that Jerome himself pursued the way that OJ did. Right. But it's probably definitely something that the structure of hockey uh, kind of let happen around him. Well, I think, too, sense. you know, Jerome was also, and I mean, this is kind of like crass to talk about, but he has much lighter skin than PK. He's half black. Uh, so it wasn't maybe this, like, maybe that's different too for people. Like they see PK, when you see him, even in full hockey equipment with a helmet on and whatever, you're like, oh, that's a, a black man. Whereas at Ginla, I feel like if you didn't watch hockey and you were just watching the game, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, there's a, there's a black player on the flames. And I feel whatever. like that's true of like Grant Fuhrer also. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a difficult topic. Yeah, it's a di- yeah. It's to what? what can, how can we? I mean, we can't really speculate. But that's what I'm saying is might have also been part of the whole kind of transcending race thing. Is that you know, Aginla, you if you were the type of person that was racist, it might have been easier for you to ignore that he was black just for that can, simple reason. Yeah, of that he doesn't necessarily look black. And I agree with that also. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to say that uh, you know I am definitely a person who for a while didn't want to believe 
that like hockey was racist against PK Subban. Right. Because that's not a fun thing to think about your favorite sport. Um, but eventually you have to accept that like he just does get treated differently from most players of his caliber, that he is indisputably one of the best defensemen in the entire world. And ultimately you have to look at why is he getting treated differently? What is different about him? And yeah. there are not that many answers you can come up with that don't source back to racism ultimately. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, There's a question for John here. Okay. Let's move on to Matt Wright. Oh, former guest, former guest, Matt Wright. And his question is John Cullen. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Okay. Hey Matt. So I, I guess this is for you. I guess so. Yeah. He wants to know if you're there, I guess. Yeah, I'm here. John Cullen. I'm living it. I'm living it up. Yeah. Me and, former NHL player John Cullen are both doing well. <laughs> and Matt was a fun guest on this show. Yeah, he was awesome. He's yeah. doing his own thing in St. John's right now. If you live in the in in the Newfoundland. Every Sunday. Yeah, Matterday Night Live. Yeah, Matterday Right Live. There you go. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so check that's, that out. Check that that's out. a great name. Every Sunday. Yeah, he's uh, doing that at Yellow Belly Pub or Tavern, I think. And I think his last one for the summer is this coming Sunday. So if you're in St. John's, make sure you check it out. He's a very funny man. And hopefully he'll come back to the West Coast at some point because we oh, love yeah. to having him here. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, he's he's said since he's been a guest on the podcast, he's listened to many episodes and he enjoys it greatly. So oh, that's very nice. Yeah, of him. exactly. I mean, we had to have him on before we started listening to it. But yeah. you know, uh, this is from Bam. And okay. he says, baseball is the worst of the major sports by 100,000 miles. And the summer sucks. I don't have a question. Nice. Uh, I mean, unless you count NASCAR as a major sport. Well, four major sports. I mean, football, hockey, baseball, and basketball. Out of those four, I would rank baseball last. I think I'd rank rank basketball last. I would rank baseball last, definitely. I don't don't mind baseball. I would also think if we're being honest about what is a major sport, like NASCAR is probably more popular than hockey. Oh, no, but but you think like it's the team sports, right? It's the four major team sports in North America. Oh, NASCAR is definitely more popular than hockey. It's not even close. It's probably more popular than baseball, too. But, hey, baseball gave us the lone wolf tenor. So That's, That's true. true. Thank that you. is true. Thank you, baseball. And uh, Jason at Robo Yaya writes in with, how do you think the rogue tenor feels about the new Ghostbusters? Oh, he is not happy. He, he, has, he has feelings. His I'm childhood sure. has been ruined. Yeah. Well, crossing the streams is what tore the hole in the ozone layer, according to some of his Facebook posts, I can <laughs> right. <only> assume. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> I have seen the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> and? And I am against women. Lady. <laughs> lady busting. <laughs> you saw it, Justin? You women, said it was good? Women are funny. Yeah. They are. They are. They really are. And if I believe that. <laughs> My cousin is a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I believe that women are funny, then... Ghostbusters is funny. I did see it. Yeah. I loved it. It's very hilarious. The number one problem with it as a movie is that it is a Ghostbusters movie. And there's all these like winks and nods and homages to the original like every two minutes. Right. And that kind of gets in the way of all of the great jokes. Because it's a super funny movie. It just has too much fan service and like winking. Winking at fans that 
hate it also. It's right. kind of the irony. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, did they do a remix of the song, of the original song? Like, did yeah, some, did it was get Fall like, Out Boy and oh. Missy Elliott, and oh, it was no. terrible. Oh, no. It, it only plays for like 30 seconds. It does, but movie. it takes you out of the movie. And it was enough to make me almost want to leave. It's um, that bad of a oh, song. Oh, man, that's the opposite of when Limp Bizkit did the Mission Impossible theme. Yeah, which is great. That. I loved yeah. it. I tweeted about this. The opening 10 minutes of the movie are probably like the most perfect stretch of film that will be released this year. Because Zach Woods from Silicon Valley is like the guy who's being haunted in the opening okay. haunting. He's, He's very so good. Funny. Every yeah. single thing that he says is hysterical. Yeah. And it's just like perfectly mm. melding. Uh, hilarious comedy and like creepy horror because it is kind of spooky. Right. So uh, the rest of the movie is a lot of fun too, but that opening 10 minutes, like the intro to the film yeah. is, you saw it too. is literally yeah. flawless. It nice. is so great. I'll have to um, check it out. Yeah. So do see it. It's probably the funniest movie that will come out this summer. I don't know. I saw The Nice Guys and that was pretty hilarious too. Really? I loved it. I, I yeah. saw that too. Yeah. yeah. I recommended that on the program. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I saw Pop Star. I liked that a lot. Oh, that's the Andy Samberg one. Yeah, yeah. It's not in theaters anymore. I think it, it was, was in really theaters good. for like two weeks. So. It had some nice, uh, some nice hat tips to Spinal Tap, which is one of my favorite movies ever. So. Uh, Marlon the Man also writes in once again with, are Justin and Stefan jealous of me being John's best man at his wedding? Which, you're getting married, John? This uh, is no big news. Uh, I'm not getting married, nor is Marlon going to be my best man. <laughs> I think he's going to sue me for not having him be his best man. Yeah, he was. He, he, we uh, were. We were. Serious about we were this. having a Twitter DM exchange, and I said, "You're the best man," but I did not put a comma after "best" because it was 2 a.m. in the morning, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm the best man." Okay, well, if I'm now not the best man at your wedding, I will sue you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, are you guys jealous? You probably don't care. Not, not really, no. Who yeah. wants to be in a wedding party? It's the worst. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. expensive. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, Stupid. This is a question from Tom Hanna also. Okay. <laughs> Following okay. up right after Marlon's question. Uh, this is a question for me. And he says, I have a question. Did Justin have a nice birthday? From your friend, Tom. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I did have a nice birthday. My birthday was yesterday. That's right. Happy I worked birthday. for the entire day. All good for you. And then I went to sushi by myself because my girlfriend is out of town, my best friend and roommate is out of town, and my family is out of town. So you could have called us. You could have called us. I could have, yeah. Yep. But uh, I, I didn't do I'd anything see you guys last night. Today, so. yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I, uh, went for, I went for sushi yesterday too, actually. <laughs> well, I did. We should have had dinner I together. I actually did, then. yeah. Uh, but on <laughs> Saturday night, the night before my birthday, I went to uh, the big independent wrestling show at the Commodore Ballroom right. with a bunch of my friends. And that was a ton of fun. So yes, Tom, I did have a very nice birthday. Good. Thank you for asking. This next question is for John. And it comes to <laughs> us from Will at WB22, who says, what would be worse... Having to talk about Harambe for an hour or spending that time with a university student. Oh, man. I feel as though the university student would talk about Harambe. Maybe. A lot of my former students are university students, and I like them. <laughs> um, but they're also the type of people that would donate to the program. You know, they wouldn't use, like, the whole, oh, I'm a university student as an excuse. Um, so that's a great question. I, I'm not really sure. Um, I've kind of softened on my stance towards university students in that I don't necessarily hate them. College students, for sure, you're wasting your time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Harambe is not great either. 
It's ugh. we haven't spoken about him today. Yeah, I know. I'll say university. I'd rather hang out with a university student and talk about Harambe for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one is for Stefan. It comes from oh, Mac God. at like the computer. Mac okay. Wilkie wants to know: Do Pokemon fuck? Uh, well, I mean, if you're yeah, they they all they lay eggs, so they have to. Do they not? Because they all evolve as well. Like, can you not just like bang orang and then have? Well, like evolving a, has nothing to do with. Well, yeah, and in the sex. original Game Boy game, so. you could drop them off at like a farm. Yeah, and, and they lay and an egg. Bone. Yeah. Yeah, they, it was like a breeder farm. They didn't go yeah. into detail. Yeah, but we knew. It's safe to assume. We knew. They yeah. plow each other on their egg. Yeah. <laughs> I would. That'd I mean, be great. That would have been a great way to avoid the like annoying battles that you'd used to have where you'd be just like biking through the countryside and then you'd have to face like a level three Rattata and be like, oh God, I got to beat the shit. Like, this is so boring. It'd be good if you just had like a fuck option and you could just send your weak Pokemon out to like fuck it to death and then be over. You just want to, you could just release it into the wild though too. Yeah, but I'd rather it be part of the fight. Okay. Yeah. So you, okay. I'm not 100% sure where you were going with that, but uh, now you know. Our yeah. final question today comes to us from Grania. Oh, previous whole, guest on the program. Whole Grania. At Whole Grania, who writes, I'm about 40 weeks behind on the show. Can you guys start doing a previously on segment? Previously on suits. Previously on real good show. So that's promo code real good <laughs> on the seat geek app uh, for twenty dollars <laughs> off. They'll send it to you in the mail. Twenty dollars from Seat Geek. Promo code. Let's real do uh, next week's episode. Let's do previously on real good show and then just replay the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> What, the Harambe episode? No, I feel this like one. If, this one. If Grania's 50, 40 episodes behind, that means she hasn't listened since she guessed it on no, the show, pretty much. Th- that means she stopped listening before she guessed <laughs> Yeah, it. she didn't even listen to the one she guessed <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one more question here. And it's, from, okay. it, it's from Jesse. Okay. It's not a question. He sent us a picture of a pug uh, sitting next to its own turd. <laughs> and it's a really, it's a great picture. Is that something that he came across in his travels? Well, it's, I, it's like a, I've seen it before. It's uh, a pretty well-known internet photo well, of a sad pug sitting next to its own poop. I mean, unless there's anything else that you have in the for the mailbag, Stefan, before we wrap things up here. Do I? Should I have? I don't know. Should, I mean, you usually get more questions than the show account does, given your overwhelming popularity. Well, I don't know about. I don't know about that. Well, if you have over 3,900 followers, then you're a pretty big deal. Pretty well. You're in the big time. Uh, Rob Wisman asks, uh, and this is more, I think he might have actually asked this before, but it's a funny question. Okay. So we don't have to answer it. Who's your favorite athlete named after a slang term for a penis followed by a football manufacturer? Peter Wilson or Dick Spaulding? <laughs> he has asked that one before. It's a great question, though. Dick Buttkiss was my answer. I was thinking Dick Spaulding before the name even came there up. There you go. So I have to go with my uh, instinctive answer. What, Dick Trickle? <laughs> that That is, man, when he died. Did he die? Didn't he? Didn't he die? I think he did. Who's Dick Trickle? I think it, uh, he did, I think. Memorial. Yeah, he did die. Oh, okay. He shot himself in the head. <laughs> okay, well. Hitmonchan. <laughs> but it was fun when he died because people were saying his name all the time for a good long while. It there. was fun when he died. It's probably not fun for... <laughs> Quote, unquote, Justin Morissette. <laughs> it was fun when he died. I stand by it. <laughs> I regret nothing. 
That's fair. Uh, but with that, we will go into everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I know what yours is. It's Dick Trickle's suicide. <laughs> you monster. It was fun when he died. There's quote. a quote. We can rewind and listen yeah. to that. Put that on a t-shirt. No, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> quote, unquote. It was fun when he died. Oh, I need a, I need a good thing, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like what we were waiting for. Week. Oh, you're waiting for me. Yeah. yeah. Or John, you can go. I watched I uh, go. Stranger Things on Netflix. I've heard oh. that's really good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's oh, like so a it's kind good, of like yeah. a throwback, like uh, Stephen King meets Steven Spielberg. Uh, so it's like very much like. It's like Stand by Me meets Super Eight. Yeah, like it, yeah, a lot of it's very very like eighties heavy. Like the font for the show's like title card is like the Stephen King font from his old novels mm-hmm. in the eighties. And a lot of it, it does, like, rely a little too heavily on, like, the 80s tropes and stuff. But it's so much fun that you don't really care. And, like, the casting is so perfect. Like, Winona Ryder is so good in everything, and it's nice to see yeah, her. Yeah, she's great. The kids, are, the kids are fantastic. Yeah. Like, they're, it's Which is so, rare. Yeah, no, it, they're, they're perfectly cast. It's amazing. Yeah. Especially the one kid, uh, his nickname is Toothless because he doesn't have any teeth. And he just, like, he's, like, the typical kind of, like, comic relief kid in, like, an 80s adventure movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... It feels like they were taken from the 80s and cast. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's that spot on. It's really good. So, so Stranger Things. Terrible haircuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. They all have like, the mushroom cut and Perfect. bowl cut. Perfect. Me too. Yeah. It's, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, well, I've been meaning to look into that. So I will, great. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. I'll look into first, it. I'll Justin. throw the first episode on when I get home later this evening. John, what do you like this week? Probably a book, right? Mm, uh, that is very <laughs> you're normal. So like mean. It's probably a fucking yeah. book. Well, it's pro- oh, you're Nerd. probably smart. Hey, you probably well, you were you were on a plane, I two know. multiple planes. I did finish multiple. So you probably read a bunch of fucking books. I did finish multiple books, but I'm not going to recommend them. Ah, um, I'm th- recommending a concert. Really? Yeah, I went to see the Killers on Friday. Ah, uh, they played a uh, surprise show. a surprise show before Pemberton at the Commodore. And uh, the Commodore seats about a thousand people, um, and I was just blown away. I've I've liked them for a long time. I would never say they're one of my favorite bands, but certainly they have a ridiculous number of good songs. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. Like I think when you see a band that normally plays festivals and like five thousand plus seat venues in a small venue like that, it just they're they just are so good at knowing how to play to a crowd and that's the venue that they would have played coming through town like 10 years ago yeah exactly like on their first album they probably would have played there and they've so yeah they haven't played there in forever brandon flowers is a incredibly magnetic performer uh super fun to watch and uh yeah they're just one of those shows you're just kind of reminded of like oh yeah they have a lot of good songs like they'd start up another song and be like oh yeah they start up another song oh yeah, cool. Like, even the ones I didn't know that well, you're like, oh, this is... And then, yeah, and then just, like, when they were playing just their bona fide hits, of which they have, like, seven. My favorite thing about The Killers is that uh, the best song that they've ever released was the single from their Greatest Hits album that was, like, previously unreleased, the only original track on our best of. 
It's called Shot at the Night. It's yeah. It's fucking great. Good song. They yeah. played that. It's like an 80s power ballad. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, they played that one. Uh, they, they basically played their greatest hits album. Like, if you were going to the show hoping to see specific songs, you saw them. They didn't play Jenny Was a Friend of Mine, which was a disappointment to me because that's one of my favorite songs by then. No, so it, it sucked then. The For me, it was sucked. Ruined. But, uh, but no, oh, and it was great. They had no opener, which I f- just love when bands do that. The show started... Well, it's like at, skipping the anthem at a yeah, sports Yeah, exactly. Did they, did they do an encore or did they just stay on stage for the entire run of their No, show? they did an encore. Okay. Yeah, they, the, and the encore was, uh, was shot at the night. When we were young, Mr. Brightside, which is um, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good encore. little. It's not yeah, bad. I mean, it's like whatever. I th- I th- that's a pretty major power move, also though. When bands are like, "We're not gonna leave and come back out here. That's a big waste of time. We're just gonna play as much yeah. music as we can and then leave. They and when we leave, they, we leave for real. They did their encore like it was one of the longest gaps I've ever seen between the last song and the start of the encore. Very close to one of the longest ever. It was like probably like five minutes and I was like, oh man, I'm like, of course the killers would be the band that would do this. But they came back out and Brandon Flowers was like, sorry to keep you waiting. I needed some dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, he was just hungry. And then they just like ran through (laughs) their three like best songs. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. So if they're touring through your area, John Cullen says, go see see the killers. If you you even like them remotely, you'll love the show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't feel like I need to recommend my choice this week, but I'm going to anyways, because anyone who would play it is already playing it. And that oh, is, of God. course, Pokemon Go. Oh, man. I Steph- knew this was coming. Which Stefan and I made fun of last week. And then I caved and got it through the US iTunes store before it came out in Canada. Because I, I just downloaded it uh, yesterday. I felt like if I waited until it was released in Canada, which was yesterday, but who knows when it would have been two weeks ago you know yeah yeah we, we had no idea i just figured that the people who had already gotten in on the game before its release would be too powerful for me to keep up with so i wanted to start as quickly as possible and then it just dominated my entire life for basically the last five days yeah, and it probably helped that your girlfriend was away yeah like right when it came out <laughs> exactly exactly uh but it's a lot of fun and it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, it's making me exercise. I'm, I'm going out of the house for walks and runs. I mean, it is making Which me it is, that. yes. <laughs> but I will instead extol the virtues of the social aspect of the game. It is the most social video game I've ever played in my life because you are being drawn to public spaces and it's a mass congregation of people, and you look around, you know that they're all doing the exact same thing as you. Everybody talks to each other. And, like, last night, I was playing on a Sunday night in North Vancouver at 11 p.m., and there were, like, 75 to 100 people milling about the neighborhood, all chatting with each other, all talking to each other. I was watching, like, kids become friends who'd never met each other before, being like, oh, my phone's dying. I got to go home. Uh, I'll see you guys around. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I've seen you around before. And another kid was like, until Pokemon unites us once again. And they all said, it will. I would say the most social, is, the like, social that's game. That's really cool. It is. I would say the most social game of all time for me was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Because uh, everyone called me retarded <laughs> like, all the time, basically. 
which I think, how much more social can you get? Yeah. Playing a video game. On the headset. Yeah. No, um, but it's cool. I I'm, I'm think I might even go out tonight and try the whole Pokemon Go, because I, I, Irene just downloaded it as well, yeah. and, and I've got some buddies who live near here. You've got a lot of Pokestops in your area. We do. We do, so indeed. you can head on out and probably yeah. meet some people, and this is a new neighborhood for you. It is. Yeah. So you get to meet people who live in your area, and yeah. maybe you'll strike up some friendships. You never know. Hopefully not. Cool. Well, Hopefully not. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, have sex. Uh, instead of doing those, but things. this is like a very. <laughs> just jo- I'm just joking. That's just been like one of the funniest. Like, th- that's one of the funniest responses people have. Like, oh, look at all these virgins playing Pokemon Go. You're like, what? Uh, like, how- literally everyone's. Playing how is it. that relevant yeah. to anything? Um, I do just want to say a quick update to our uh, Tom Hanna Marlon the Man hotness content. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom just posted the selfie on Twitter. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's pretty good. I uh, think I I think I picked the right horse. I backed the right yeah, horse. Yeah, so sure. it's uh he's staring very sensuously at the camera and he's standing next to a sign that says slippery when wet. <laughs> uh but I was going to say that Vancouver has a reputation as a very cold kind of antisocial city, which I don't think is not it, it's not a reputation that is unearned. We'll put it that way. Uh so it's nice to have a game that makes strangers talk to each other. It's kind of fun. Sure. So I don't, I don't envision myself playing it, but uh, you guys have fun out there. All right. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Except for the plugs. Oh, I, didn't I ruin those already? No, we got But we before do. we say goodbye, <laughs> gentlemen, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, well, Stefan's going to be at the Democratic National Convention. Yeah. So, so look for him Philly. in the scope of your high-powered rifle. Yeah. Uh, yep. And that's... Definitely a possibility there. I For think, sure. Too, so. And uh, I've got a few things to plug. Uh, as we've said before on the show, I'm going to be at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal next week. Uh, so if you are around uh, the Montreal area, I will be playing at the uh, St. Catherine Theater on Tuesday, July 27th. Uh, I will be on a show hosted by Cameron Esposito, uh, AV club writer. She's and, a delight. And comedian, yep. I have met her many times during my... Oh, time in LA. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Because she would have been doing all the mics you were going to and stuff, and and the podcasts that I worked yeah, on. True. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've heard great things about her, so I'm excited for that. And then on Wednesday, I will be doing my TV taping, uh, just for laughs, all access live uh, at Club Soda at 10 p.m. And that will be hosted by Saturday Night Live's Jay Farrow. So, so me and Jay are going to be. Uh, hanging huge. Get tickets to that if you can, or don't, because it will be on TV for free at some point. That's in the right. Future. Um, and then, in addition to that, when I get back from Just for Laughs, if you live on Vancouver Island, I will be playing the Yuck Yucks in Victoria uh, from, I believe, let me double check those dates, August 4th to 6th. Yes, that's right. So, Thursday the 4th and Friday the 5th are uh, shows at 8 p.m. And then Saturday the 6th at 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. at the Yak Yaks in Victoria. So if you live on the island, you want to come see your boy John Cullen doing some joke telling, I will be headlining. So it's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. And something for you to know, John, in promoting your future dates uh, at your local Yak Yaks club here in Vancouver, it is also a poke stop. Is so it? People might want to know that. Oh wow. They, it could really lure them out. Wow. What's a poke what's a poke stop? Like you go there and you get items. Oh okay, cool. It's like it's like Did the you store. Uh, did you just figure that out? I, I saw that as I drove past it earlier. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, so Yuck Yucks Vancouver is a poke stop and uh you can 
rub your virginity up against the window <laughs> of the club and then come in. I'll be playing there August 19th and 20th, but I'll plug that on future episodes. The main thing, Montreal next week, 27th and 28th, and then Yak Yaks Victoria, August 4th to 6th. And we have something to plug as, as a, a three, show. As a three-way. That Stefan already spoiled. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we finally sorry. have a date for our live show. Yes. We're doing it. Real Good Show Live is happening September 21st. 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. 23rd. Great, great job, guys. Yeah. It's a Friday. <laughs> well, don't say guys. I knew what it was the whole time. He, oh, but he booked but it. You talked at the same time, so it was confusing. Well, because I thought he was looking at me being like, what's the date again, John? <laughs> but then he kept talking. Right. <laughs> You know, what's that? Uh, what's the uh, capital of Canada? You know, Toronto. I just had a good feeling about 21. It's yeah, September 23. 23rd. Yeah, it's a Friday. It's that Little Mountain Gallery. Yeah, which is Maine and 26th in Vancouver. And the reason that we are not doing it during the summer, we could have done this in June or July or August, but that building does not have air conditioning and everyone would have died. Yeah, so just think about that. And it's also a poke stop. So, I don't know uh, that that's true. <laughs> to, I don't know. Please don't Either. lie. Uh, okay, but you, there's a rare is. Clefairy in the Little Mountain. You can get a Moltres. Yeah, Clefairy, I think, is fairly common. Okay, you can get I a got rare, in my living room, so. uh, rare Zapdos at the Little very Mountain rare. Gallery. Is that a rare yeah, one? Yeah, very okay, much so. You, you did well. Thank you. I and only he, know like five Pokemon off the top of my head. you act like you know nothing. No, I, I played red, blue, yellow. I played, or what, I think I had blue. I don't remember, but. I played the shit out of that. I beat yeah. it. I fucked Brock's life up. It's a super fun game. Yeah. Who's the last gym person? It's not know. Brock. Gio- Brock's like Giovanni. A, Giovanni. That's right. I fucking fed Giovanni his pizza. <laughs> um, but yes, Friday, September 23rd, Little Mountain Gallery. Uh, it'll be $10. Uh, but if you are a, uh, $10 a, a $10 donor. donor to the program, you, you will be on the guest free. list. You'll get in for free. We will have uh, so. beer on tap, so come out for a beverage, enjoy the program, uh, and meet your favorite boys. And I think I'll, I think I'm, I'll probably do stand up as well. Probably, maybe. yeah. Sure. yeah probably you want to warm the crowd up? Yeah. So I'll probably do. We're a little, pretty terrible. So. I'll probably do a little stand up to start the show, and then we'll. Uh, it'll be our first ever live episode. So we're excited. Hopefully, you guys can make it out Friday, September 23rd, Little Mountain Gallery. And this will not be the last time you have to hear us talk about this. Mm-hmm. It will be every episode until then. Yes, and then you'll hear that episode that gets recorded there. Yeah. It'll be great. So people who hate live episodes of podcasts, look forward to that. And in the meantime, that will do it for this week's episode. John, we were happy to welcome you back to the show. We're happy to be back. And we didn't have a guest this week. We don't have an intern this week. Our roommate is Irene Lowe. And I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Be good. Fuck. (laughs) Jesus Murphy. A little rusty. Be real. (laughs) Be good. Be real good. Zapdos. Dick Trickle. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun when he died. It wasn't. Oh my god. (laughs) One of the worst days of my life. (laughs) Is he a real person? I'm talking about today. (laughs) Not the the suicide. I'm talking about right now. Oh really? Yeah. My life is hell. When I heard no one wasn't surprised Could have said it was a long time coming Now you beg for some compromise And you're offering nothing And by now you must understand Making do 
few chapters I think that you're missing So I'm wondering Where can we go now? And I'm wondering Where can we go now? disrespect whatsoever to black lives matter because black lives do matter they most definitely do <laughs> 